good morning and good afternoon, everyone, depending on wherever you are at the time of this recording and wherever you are listening to this at this time. This is episode 29 of the Restricted Zone podcast. And I'm with my usual co-host today, uh, Chris. Introduce yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Yes, sir. Kyrie, introduce yourself, man. Yo, yo. What's good with y'all? Yes, sir. Mar, introduce yourself, man. What's up, Colin? Yes, sir. At Lodge, introduce yourself, man. Yo, what's good, everybody? Yes, sir. And uh, before we start uh, this episode, we definitely want to give our condolences to not one, but two uh, legends in sports. Uh, they passed away. First off, this Sakul Smith. Uh, he was a definitely a game changer inside his job as a broadcaster for ESPN and NBA. Uh, he really he was really dedicated with his craft and he showed what determination and he did things in his own way. You know, he didn't come to work with a tie. It wasn't really his thing. But he did things his own way. He did it effectively. And, you know, we're definitely going to remember him and what he does. And for anyone that wants to do his profession, uh, just look at him as a role model. And also John Chaney, as a Temple student myself, I go to the University of Temple at Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Coach John Chaney, uh, he's definitely a legend. We hear about him all the time on campus. I mean, uh, he – obviously, if you watch the documentary uh, with John Calipari – uh, he was a guy who was a competitor. You know, he wanted to win, and he went at whoever. It doesn't matter what you were. As you can see in that documentary, you went against uh, John Calipari. It was intense, but it was something that you got to love with him. He embodies what Philadelphia was. Even though he wasn't born in Philadelphia, he was born in Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, but he embodied what Philadelphia is. Fight, gritty, and we won't accept any type of humiliation. And um, I definitely want to give my condolences to him and his family as well. Uh, he's in a better place now, him and Saku Smith. Rest in peace to both of those legends. And and my condolences to both of their families. Um, anyone else wants to add something to that? <clears throat> yeah, uh, so Saku Smith, that was somebody I really looked up to when I first started getting into basketball around middle school. Um, I just remember coming home every day after school and watching NBA games. I mean, he was one of the main people on there. And just the way he broke down things in his articles and on TV and made Maybe wanted to get a basketball on a deeper level, so he's a big he's a big reason why I'm I'm a huge basketball fan today. When it comes to uh, when it comes to the media, also. And you know, absolutely, he he definitely uh, like I said, for anyone that wants to be in, in this uh, profession, you know, just him as a role model and his work ethic and you know and his charisma is definitely something you want to look at and aspire to. I mean, does anyone else want to add something to it, and we can just move on from there? Chris, you have anything you want to add? Uh, similar to Kyrie, uh, when I was watching NBA TV or when I was going to NBA.com, I would always read articles uh, from Saku Smith and just the way he, the way he explained things, the way he made me visualize what he was saying. For example, if he was just talking about what happened in the game, like if it was a fight between two players, just the way he wrote it and I could just visualize and just, I could just be there when it happened. It, this He's kind of the reason why, one of the reasons why I got into basketball specifically when I wanted to talk about sports. Um, so, I mean, he's definitely going to be missed. And you're, like you said about John Chain, he's a Philly legend. So, I mean, then you don't got to say much besides that. Everybody knows what he's done for the city, what he's done for Temple, for that basketball program. Um, and we know he'll be missed. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, condolences to their families and uh, both of them, they're in a better place. But uh, with that being said, we move on. It's strictly basketball today, guys. It's strictly episode uh, Strictly basketball for this episode. We're just going to talk about the Nets. Uh, so I just want to throw this out there before we get to the main question. So what's your thoughts about the Nets so far? And basically the games they played. Like, 
just give me like your thoughts. Like, I mean, Kyrie, what's your thoughts on the Nets so far? You um, know, so I'm, so I'm not too I'm not too mad with what I've seen from them so far. I think they're eight and two in their past ten games, right. and um, Kyrie, Kyrie, Katie, and uh, and James, they've all seemed to mesh together well. Whether it's uh, James, who seems to take the back seat sometimes, he's still able to make up for it by uh, by being a good playmaker. And he actually being a, a little bit of a better defender from what I've seen. So uh yeah, I'm not I'm I'm a little impressed from what I've seen so far, and it's pretty much what I expected. Okay. I'm gonna swing it to Mar because Mars this, this is Mars NBA final pick. Uh talk to me about your nuts, man. Tell me what you like, what you've seen from them so far. You know, what's the dislikes you have about your team? Um, the only thing I can say I really don't like is was the defense, but they started turning it around because when they played Miami, everybody was down there crashing the boards. They know how important that is now because they know that's what they lack. So everybody was down there getting rebounds. So that's what I'm liking. That's what I'm uh, starting to like what they improve on. But everything else is there. Like, then nothing has to be said. Everything else is just, just, just fell in place. And James Harden is actually looking like somebody who can actually play with a team and actually that wants to win. And that's definitely sound. I, I can agree with that. I mean, Chris, I mean, just give me your thoughts about the Nets so far and their big three. What's your, what's your takeaways from them so far? I mean, Kyrie and Mark kind of basically took all the points that I wanted to say, so mm-hmm. just kind of be repetitive. I mean, they've looked good when they play together. I mean, they look like they're meshing together. Offensive-wise, they have no issues whatsoever. I mean, they're going to – I mean, I remember the other night, I don't remember who they played, but I remember James Harden was leading school with 20 points, and both Kyrie and – uh, KD had off nights, but they still won the game. So they're meshing together. They're getting the ball around. Everybody's still getting their numbers. I mean, like I said, my issue with them early on was just the defense and just the lack of a big man rebounding, per se, because they like to go to that small ball lineup where Jeff Green and KD are the, the bigs. And even on offense, that works well because the small ball, and everybody can shoot, you can spread the floor out. When you're going against t- teams like L.A., Philly, Boston, Denver, they got some solid bigs. That's not going to work against them. So. I mean, besides those two things, they're still looking pretty, like they were on paper. They're looking dominant, and, I mean, they still might, probably are going to win the finals, but okay. as long, they just need to improve in rebounding defense, definitely. All right. That, yeah, I exactly coming up from what you said. I mean, so, Lodge, you know, and not to be repetitive, but, I mean, so far, so good. You you see with the Nets? You like what you see with the Nets? So yes, far, and they literally just made a move about a few minutes ago before we started recording. They just signed Amon Shumpert. Whoa! Actually, yes. Actually, that's why I was I was low. I was little leading into that. I mean, what's your thoughts about Amon Shumpert signing with the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, offensively, I don't see them making him making a huge impact, but I clearly get why they signed him strictly because of his defense and just the the tempo he can push to the to the bench to the to the, uh, the bench lineup and get things going. Um, offensively, he can make plays, but he was never really known to be a, a consistent. Um, I guess you can say uh, contributor to the offense. Scoring wise, so we'll see. I mean, so so I mean, so anybody else here? Like, what's your thoughts about Amon Shumper? You think that's a is beneficial for them? Um, so I think it's beneficial for them from a, a standpoint like last, like Lyle was just saying, they're not really relying on him too much for offense, just defense and maybe a spark off the bench, just to add to them de- some uh, to some of the depth issues that we were talking about before when they first made the trade for Harden. Um, so I like it. I, I like Demar Shumper since we had him in New York. He's an NBA champion. He's a vet, so hopefully he can bring something to that locker room. 
Okay, that's pretty fair. I mean, I like the addition itself. Defense uh, wins games, and it does win championships, so he could provide that, that you know, lockdown or at least make it difficult for the team's uh, best star. Uh, also, I wanted to touch on the Nets because there's been some rumors, of course, that's been flying around. The Cavaliers, they want to buy Andre Drummond contract, and he could potentially join the Nets and fill in the hole that Jerry Allen left uh when he joined when he got traded to the cast so it seems like the brooklyn nets aren't really too high on nicholas on nicholas claxton they're not really too sold on him i mean he's still young he can still develop into you know a centerpiece for the nets in the near future but of course the nets are in the win now so they don't have time to be looking for developing young players so that's why they're looking to get andre drummond right now i mean what are your guys thoughts about andre drummond uh joining the nets you guys think that's like an automatic staple for the nets to make it to the finals or you think they need a little bit more Wait, Chris, what's your thoughts on that? Bro, they get Andre Drummond, it's over. Like, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Not even a competition. It's no, over. there's no conversation. They get Andre Drummond, it's over. The Lakers? No, no. Bro, that's bro, it? bro it's over. It's over. Man. That, that's that fills the whole for rebounding. He averages 15 a game. You're mm. good. Mm. Okay. I mean, Kyrie, you want to coach? You want to echo that or no? Yeah, I, I got to agree with Chris because, like you said, he's averaging 15 points a game. Andre Dumbin's literally been a walking double-double since he's came into the league. And adding somebody like that that fills the gaps of their weaknesses like we were talking about, that allows Andre Drummond to go uh, go to the bench. He's aging. So they're definitely going to need him more and need him healthy uh, come playoff time and come, like, to the nitty-gritty of the season towards the playoff when they're fighting for seeding and stuff like that. So getting Andre Drummond, that just punctuates it all. Like, this is, like, this is a championship robust season for the Nets. Man, hey, you know what? I love what I'm hearing. I mean, Mar, you got to be ecstatic. That was your finals pick to win it all. Tell me how you feeling about potentially Andre Drummond joining your squad. What can I say? <laughs> what can you say? I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to hear what you got to say. I mean, what? what? Who who compares to that team if they get Andre Drummond? Mm. I don't know. I feel really upset right now because if you guys get on the jumping, that essentially cuts off our title chances altogether. Y'all were already cut off since Katie and Curry signed. Oh, man. Because they were even a team without James Harden. They, they, they were still good as the team that they had with the big men and with um, Karis LeVert. So I mean, so you're you you guys were already out the picture, but now James Harden, you're even more out the picture. But like Andre Drummond, is 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 no like that window closed. I'll, I'll give you I'll give, I'll give you this, Colin. You'll probably be the best team that matches up with them if you if we were to come down to meeting in the playoffs. Oh man, I just not that I'm just not that enthusiastic anymore, man. I mean, with a squad like that, potentially if Andre Drummond joins, I mean, I just. Oh man, I'm just not looking forward to it. Our future looks real bleak. I mean, Lodge, what, what do you what's your thoughts about drumming and making the Nets even more unstoppable as it is? You think it's I'm just going they're pretty much it looks like they're just looking forward to just probably building the bed like the craziest team in NBA history and they'll probably never get duplicated ever again. Probably never at this get point. <laughs> no, it'll probably never happen again. This is crazy. All right, man. So, I mean, so far, uh, you guys heard it here. Andre Drummond joined to the Nets. I mean, instant NBA championship. We only got to have a season. Let's just call it quits. But we move on to the next topic, Lonzo Ball. 
So, I mean, Lonzo Ball, a lot of expectations were coming in for the Pelicans overall as a young team that could potentially make the playoffs and make it that eighth to seventh spot. But so far, the Pelicans aren't uh, really doing as great as everyone thought. They're 7-10 right now. Yeah, it's still early into the season. And Lonzo Ball, he's having one of his worst seasons of his, of his young career. You know, coming into Friday, he was shooting 30% from three. That's a career low. And his assists and rebounds aren't even nearly as high as it was from last season. A lot of trade rumors are going up for Lonzo, and a lot of a lot of things have been surrounding him and what the Pelicans could do, what they could get for him. I mean, what's your thoughts about Lonzo Ball, and what do you think? Which team do you think he needs to go to to maximize his career, or you think it's over if he can't make it work with the Pelicans now? Um, so I'm gonna start. So I have two teams in mind that I can see him being uh potentially traded to. So one, the first team that I had in mind was the Portland Trailblazers simply because the Portland Trailblazers have one of the worst perimeter defenses in the league. And I think if they make a package centered around Anthony Simons, who I really like as a part of that team, I think they make a package centered around him, maybe adding Rodney Hood and some picks or something here and there. They could have Lonzo Ball back up Damian Lillard. And because he's on a one-year deal, it gives them a lot of flexibility as what to do with him after. But I think being under Damian Lillard and guys like CJ McCollum and in that culture, it'll really benefit Lonzo Ball because he gets, gets to see for the first time, like firsthand, what it is to be a real NBA point guard in the league. I, I, I like that. I like that idea. I mean, that, that sounds good for Lonzo. I mean, Chris, what's your thoughts? On- I, I had a second team. No, I was, I, I'm going to go over oh. the, the second oh. team that I had real quick. So it, so this ties into another guy we're going to be talking about later. But um, so I, I could definitely see a Lonzo trade happening with the Washington Wizards, a, a package centered around him and J.J. Redick, who they reportedly want to get rid of, too to go ahead and get Bradley Bill, which will make a three-headed monster in New Orleans of Bill, Brandon Ingram, and Zion, Willi- Zion Williamson. Wait, 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 wait. Before you even go, what's your thoughts on that three-headed team? Come on, I want to hear this. Bill, Ingram, and Zion? So well, what I, you got to think about that? I think they got what it takes to, to make that uh to make that an efficient team, to make that a, a much better team. Wait, Chris, what's your thoughts on that? If those three, that, that, that was potentially to happen. What's your thoughts on that big three? I mean, they'll be a playoff team, but they ain't gonna win none. <laughs> They're not winning none. They'll, they'll be in the playoffs. Good for them. They ain't I would say the Maddie two or three years, if they could. I mean, they could probably make something happen. Not not make the finals, but they could probably go somewhere farther than that. I don't know. I like, like that. I said, they'll make the playoffs, but that's about it. That that's about it. All right, Kyrie, back to you. I'm swinging back to you. What else you got? Um. So yeah, the, pretty much to the point I was saying. I I think that'll be beneficial for both of them. Because that gives Washington a fresh start. I feel like if they do that, they'll definitely find a trade partner for Russell Westbrook, and have uh, Lonzo Ball as their their, uh, their lead point guard for the year with a bunch of other young guys. And eventually, and Lonzo will be able to do what he he'll either stay there and try to establish himself there, or he can leave. He's he's not signed. Uh, he's not signed past this season to his contract. But for Bradley Bill, I think that'd be really good for the Pelicans because the Pelicans are, are a fast rip and run team. That likes to shoot a lot of threes, but they aren't they aren't great at it. They're like 27th in the league in threes right now. So adding a guy like Bradley Beal who could space it and who could score from all three levels of the court it's, and still leave space over for Zion Williamson to do his thing in the paint alongside Brandon Ingram. I, I feel like that team would hit the ground running if they made a uh, if they made a move like that. I, I about that. I don't think any. I, I love what you say, but I don't know if any team would be willing to trade for Russ at this stage of his career. Not to say he's a bad player or anything like that, because you know he's still putting up numbers. But I don't know if there's any team that'd be willing to trade for Russ unless they knew Russ would be willing. You, you never, you never know, because a team might be able to get him for the deal for the simple fact that the Wizards are, at that point, if they trade Bradley Bill, they're trying to blow it up. 
Right. They're just, they're just trying to get rid of her for picks or whatever the case may be at that point. Okay, that sounds fair. I mean, I mean, Lodge, I want to swing it to you. I mean, uh, what's your thoughts about what team Lonzo could, you know, potentially end up to her and that him be able to maximize his abilities and, you know, restart his, his young career? Honestly, I feel like the location he's at right now kind of fits him better because if you watch him play in the most recent game they played against the Bucks, they, they, they kind of enjoy each other's presence around there. And honestly, what kind of hurt him most is being able to stay healthy at the beginning of this season. So honestly, see, I don't really have any other places he could go and kind of be able to be like kind of just his own person. I feel like in New Orleans, in the, the environment he's around and the players he's around, they're all kind of going through this, not the same thing as him, but they're all young and they're at the same position as him in, in, in their career. So I feel like him staying and him working towards the finishing his season out strong and hopefully either just finishing out, finishing out, finishing out his season in New Orleans and maybe kind of go elsewhere or just signing an extension or re-signing with the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. I mean, uh, so, Mar, I just want to ask, ask you this. So, I mean, so let's just say I just feel like Lonzo with the Pelicans really just seems like the best fit. And, I mean, of course, hearing what Kyrie has to say of Lonzo being a backup guard to Damian Lillard, seeing how a real NBA point guard is, I mean, that's definitely a blessing in itself. You know, that's definitely something that would be fortunate for him. But I just feel like, you know, this is Lonzo's best – chance to him for being a starting guard and, you know, actually taking his team somewhere to the playoffs and being, a you know, a main factor today. I mean, do you, do you think that'd be better for him as a backup point guard rather than being the lead guard for the team? Well, I mean, when you start off like Lonzo, it's like you're put, you put yourself in the best situation because when you start off like him, backing up of a point guard like Damian Lillard is, is – like you said, it's a blessing that that could go for anybody. Like whoever is having trouble in the league, and they get to see Damian Lillard and uh, back him up. That's 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 good for anybody, for real, for real. But I I do like where he's at because I feel like he can actually grow and be himself there because he fits. I feel like they all go hand in hand with each other because they just all complement each other and they look good when they are out there playing. So I feel like there's no. Really, I feel like there's no really issue with him. I mean, like he's hadn't had he he didn't have the best start, but I mean it doesn't matter how you start, it just matters how you finish. So I feel like he's still got time to do whatever he's gonna do, and I feel like he's gonna do whatever he's gonna do. Right. Okay. Now that's that's to say. I mean, Chris. I mean, swing to you. I mean, you you wanna you you co-sign was that with what Mars said, or you felt like. Uh, it's a better is it'd be better for Lonzo to move to another team instead of just being the lead guard for the Pelicans? No, I think he's in the best spot right now for his career. I think he should stay with New Orleans. Um, it just comes down to the fact if New Orleans can trust him, because it's not the fact that he's playing bad. It's just he's not really playing with confidence. And like like what you see in his little brother when he goes out there, you can see his swag, you can see the confidence in his game. Sometimes right. when Lonzo plays, I don't see that confidence. And like that's just where his biggest issue is. I mean. He has all the tools to be a really good point guard. I mean, I, and again, he should stay with New Orleans because I think that's the best spot for him. Because like Mar said, they they can go together. That's where he can be himself. It's just he's he's just not being himself because he's not confident. That's his only issue. Okay, that's definitely sound. I mean, hopefully, you know, that Lonzo, he could turn around. Because I think Lonzo is definitely talented. I think everyone here could agree Lonzo's talented. He's definitely a talented guy. And what Chris has said, I really want to emphasize on that is, you know, confidence plays a big factor. You know, without confidence, it doesn't matter how good you are. You kind of hesitate in everything you do. So hopefully Lonzo could get back to that and, you know, and live up and live up to that number two status. 
but we move on to the next one. Another player, a lot of trade rumors have been swirling around him. Uh, this is something Kyrie has always vouched for, is Bradley Bill being a great shooting guard. I mean, Bradley Bill's been going off. I mean, I can't even – there's no exaggeration at all. He, I mean, I would say he's one, like regular. He's just putting up 40s. 30s and and he's just doing it effortlessly like it's just it's crazy but of course the wizards aren't winning they're not going anywhere bradley bill looks really unhappy it seems like he wants out of washington although he hasn't confirmed it himself but you know it's body language and how the wizards are just doing right now is a uh, pretty self-explanatory i mean what teams i mean what what kind of package would a team have to get to get bradley bill one and what team would you guys like to see him end up to that would maximize his abilities and give him the best chance to win the nba championship so i, I want to swing up to chris first go ahead chris uh so mar mentioned this team and i uh, i did agree to it at one point uh he was talking about the portland trailblazers and him playing outside them instead of cj mccullum and i think that that court Probably the best in the league. My yeah. God. I mean, well, not the best in the league. I'm sorry. I forgot about Kyrie and James Harden for a second, but that could be nasty. Another team I was thinking about, though, was the Dallas Mavericks. That's the team I really would want him to go to because I Ooh, think – I like that. I like that. I like that. I think just getting rid of Tim Hardaway in a, dra- in a couple of draft picks, so you put – um, I forgot his name. Bradley Bill right in that two-guard spot. Luka has somebody else that can just score the ball. He, he, so he doesn't have to control the ball at the time. Bradley Bill can bring it up. He can run the offense sometimes. So – I really want to see him in Dallas, personally. Chris, I want to touch on what about Bradley. You said the Portland Trailblazers, so so um, Bradley Bill would be traded over there, and CJ McCollum would he come off the bench or he? How how does that work? No, you're not there anymore. Oh, he's not there. Oh, you trading CJ McCollum? I didn't I hear. Mean, that. You see, you see. You, I mean, how long have they been together? They've been together since they got drafted. Since CJ McCollum got drafted, and what was it? 2013. 2012. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, they both came in 2012. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Okay. Right. So the experiment obviously isn't working if you're having inconsistency throughout years. Well, one time you're top seed in the playoffs and you get swept, then you then you go to the Western Conference Finals, then you get then you're barely then you're AC. Like, I mean, you see that this isn't working. I mean they're competitive, but it's not working. Right, right. Okay, that sounds good. So really gotta make a change. Bradley Bill and Damian Lillard. I mean, Kyrie, I mean, uh, talk to me, man. I mean, what's your thoughts about what team could Bradley Bill go to and that it maximize his ability to get that championship? So I, I actually really like uh, Chris's Dallas Mavericks pick because he's right. If you saw him um, in there alongside Luka Doncic, who's a pure point guard, and you still have Christos Porzingis there, that team's already a nasty defensive team. So if they take it to the next step offensively like that, that 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 would be really scary for the West. But um, outside of the Pelicans, like I mentioned before, Another team I can see him, uh, a team making a package for him, is the uh, the Golden State Warriors, who's trying desperately hard to, to compete right now. Um, I was thinking about them too. Yup. So, yeah. and and if you got to get rid, if you got to get rid of Andrew Wiggins and or send Kelly Oubre back there too, along as long that's as with them, that's that's what you got to do at that point. I do the heartbeat because beat. because they're trying to win, and you bring somebody of Bradley Bill's caliber, who's already the. Uh, if the season were in today, he'd be the scoring champion. He's averaging like 35 uh, with four dimes and uh, five boards. So he's playing at, at an all-star level. That takes a lot of pressure off of Stephen Curry, who's trying to make it happen with a bunch of young guys and Draymond Green. Mm. So if, if they can make a package for to get him in Golden State, that that pushes them to the next step of being in the high playoff contention. Oh no, they they would be they would be back in like the they could potentially have a dynasty. I mean, Steph, Brad at the two, Clay at the three. Mm-hmm. 
You still got Wiseman there, who's uh Wiseman. still developed by Draymond Green. Uh huh. It's just the bench. The bench I would only be worried about. But you know, definitely that that's a great uh, that's a great uh destination. I mean, Amari, what's your thoughts? How you feel about Bradley Bill and what team do you think can maximize his ability to get that championship? Well, um, like Chris said before, I said the Trailblazers, but me and Chris were talking about this like the other day. He actually said the Milwaukee Bucks, and I actually like that because I feel like if you move Chris Middleton to the three and you put Bradley Bill with Drew Holiday, it's it's they 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 will contend with the Nets. Like I'll, I'll be honest. Yes, yes. But but the team that I really want Bradley Bill to go to is the Nuggets because when they lost Jeremy Grant, my problem with them, I thought it was going to be rebounding because that was always my problem with Jokic. He wasn't a good rebounder, but since he improved that, that like, that was the wrong thing I was worried about. If they had a two guard, I mean, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, you, that screen, that pick and roll was already, was already dominant. If you had Bradley Bill and Jokic run that, it'll be unstoppable. All right. That, that's pretty sound. That's pretty sound. Uh, the Nuggets, that never even crossed my mind. I mean, Lodge, I mean, just talk to me, man. I mean, what's your thoughts about uh, a, a potential destination Bradley Bill could go to to get that ring and maximize his ability? He could still be dominant. Well, everybody's points uh, that, that were already made were perfect, uh, honestly, uh, specifically the Dallas Mavericks, because I swore in my mind coming into this, uh, this regular season and the offseason, they would have made a move where I thought was going to be Brandon Ingram. And I thought that was going to be amazing. So them finally making another move for another star is still in, in, in the works because I also feel like uh, I heard – I read a report saying something about Luka Doncic not being happy. I guess probably with the competitiveness of the team, I guess he wants to change. We'll see. But to add two other teams, I feel like you can't kind of exit them out in any trade talks, and that's both L.A. teams, as in the Clippers and the Lakers. And the addition of Bradley Bill to either one of those squads will pretty much elevate them to kind of being – not put them back at to being the finals favorite or at least for at least showing up to the finals favorite, uh, for the West. But I feel like um, I will lead to more to the Clippers and getting Bradley Bill more than anything as of right now. Oh, and that's, and that's really, really sound. I mean, I love everyone's ideas. I like the Dallas Marys the most if I had to rank it, but I love the Dallas Mary. That would be a great fit. Luca and Bradley Bill and Chris, man, that would be dominant offensively. So, I mean, hopefully Bradley Bill is able to move on from the Wizards and and West and Westbrook, you know, wherever he goes to. Actually, I want to touch on Westbrook. I mean, what team do you think Westbrook can honestly go to at this point to get a championship? Because he, he's accomplished everything as an individual player. And he needs to make his own league. <laughs> I'll be, he needs to make his own league, bro. Everywhere he go, it's like – I think he's people need to realize he might need to just play by himself and he needs to only be the star on the team and then he can just, you know, film me. I do mean, what he wants. I mean, Mar, I mean, I, I know how much, you know, you're not a big Westbrook fan yourself, man. You're not, you're really not. I mean, what's, what, what team do you think he could go to, man, that he could just get that championship because he's accomplished everything he has individually? I mean, I don't think he'll ever get a championship. I just think he needs to just stay in Washington and rarely Bill can go. So let just let him play out his rest of the years. Chris, you feel the same type of way? I've been sitting here thinking just what team he could go to to win, and I still don't have an answer for you. So, wow, uh, I, mean, I'm, I, don't, I really don't have an answer for you. I mean, man, I, I was racking my brain, I couldn't. That's why I swung the question to you guys. Maybe you guys can enlighten me, but it seems like Russell is just uh, 
You know, he's just got to be a one-man show. His game is unique in a bad. His game is just unique in a bad way. Unique like in you, a bad. You just don't know what. Because, like you said, he he quote unquote has all the tools to be a good player, and he is a good player, like you said. But it's just you don't know where he would fit in. Right. That's just confusing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if he were if he were able to take a lesser role, and I'm thinking of this team because this was where Bradley Bill was linked to at one point too. But I'm thinking of Miami Heat. If they like, they would probably put a package around Tyler Harrow and a couple other guys because they're pretty deep. That'd be the only other team I could think of uh, because they they need a boost right now. They they've been one of the most disappointing teams this season. I just thought of a team, but I mean, I don't know if it'll work. I mean, what team? I thought I thought of Chicago for a little bit. Ah, they win. They win. Yeah, that would be insane. Right. But, but they're going to be dunking and still losing by 30 all game. <laughs> but, but I mean, that wouldn't – how would that help him rank, wrestle get that championship if he goes to the Bulls? I mean. Bro, there's no, there's no like, championship route for him. It's dubs. Yeah, no. Oh, man, so right. Unless he goes to the Clippers. <laughs> I, mean, they th- th- I mean, I heard a report he might go to the Clippers, so. Whoa! Clippers? I, I saw a report. Bro, him and Kawhi. Kawhi mess around and choke him, bro. Come on, man. Nah, nah, I mean, nah. you're already cool with Paul George, though. Him and Paul George. Bro, no, that, Paul what does that have to do with Kawhi, though? What does that have to do with Kawhi? What does that have to do with it? He ain't the only person on the team. I get what you say, but he's not the only man on the team. Bro, I mean, it all starts with Kawhi, period. That's it. Kawhi, Kawhi is the leader. That's that Beverly is on that team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Beverly, oh my god! So he, so he, so he, so he didn't want bringing in players and everything. All right, then I guess. What he, he, he there to serve a specific role, which is to play defense. That's, that's it. Does. You know how when we talk about bringing in players and, and, and trade, you talking about Patrick Beverly. He's irrelevant to that to, to that conversation. Like, what do you guys? Of course, he's a Hall of Famer. He got beef. I mean, listen, he needs to just stay in Washington and just learn his lesson of how much of a player he was for these past years. Wow. And, and, Wow. And, Mar, I want to touch on that. Mar, I mean, honestly, when it's all said and done about uh, Russell, I mean, what's your thoughts on his legacy? You know, like, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, I mean, he he's a Hall of Famer. He's def- Like Chris said, like, he's unique in a bad way. Like, I like his energy. It's just – It's just where, where he apply it, when he applies it. Yeah, it's just like, bro, you, you're doing too much – you got to fall back right now. He just doesn't know that. And I think he knows it now, but it's a little too late. It's way too late. All right. Now, moving on to the next topic, we go to the big fish, man. And uh, you guys are going back and forth in the chat. The main guy that was really – you guys are going back and forth in the chat. He's not here, but he will be in the next episode. I mean, listen, the MVP race – even though it's still early into the season, it's only 20, 30 games of the season. Uh, we got a four-man race, man. It's a four-man race. And Jokic right now is, is leading right now for the candidates for the MVP race. And you got Joel Embiid's following right behind them. Not that far behind. You got Kawhi Leonard, and then you got LeBron James. Oof. How you guys feel about Joel Embiid being Why KD on there? Okay. Oh, That's a great question. That's a really good question. I'm not, wait, I'm not. wait, wait, wait. Where'd you get that from, Colin? Because Katie should be on there somewhere. Oh, Katie is on there. He's five. He was my pick. He was your pick for the MVP. He was, my, he was like before the season started. I predicted Kevin Durant. Oh no, he's on there. He's five, and the Greek Freak is six. Anthony Davis is seven. Paul George is eight. Why is Anthony Davis? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? 
Why is he on that list? Listen, man. I'm listen. Is your list? No, it's not No, it's not. No, it's not my list. That's why I asked you where you get this list from. Listen, that's just it's not my list. It's just the it's just a tracker right now on a basketball basketball references right now. It's up to date. That's just the candidates right now. If Anthony Davis on the list, you might as well just put Julius Randle up there. <laughs> Colin, where's Luca at? Where's Luca L- Luca's not even on the list. Wow. Man, I don't know where you got that one from, then. Listen, he's not. Listen, but listen, let's let's not get on the controversial. We're looking at the top four: Jokic, Joel, Kawhi, and LeBron. I mean, what's you guys? I could, you guys was pretty upset with Joel Embiid being inside, you know, inside the MVP race. Uh, especially in the chat. I mean, I want to let you guys go ahead about that. I mean, Mar, you want to defend your man Joel? He was the best center in the league, and uh, that's just cat. The cat. Oh man, I heard cat. I mean, Mar, you want to go ahead and left? Oh, he left. Yeah. I mean, I'm still laughing. I mean, Mar, what's your thoughts about that, man? I, I mean, mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend him or co-sign his MVP thing because I don't really, I don't, I don't really um have MVP right now, but if I did, it would probably be Kevin Durant because it's not really that many games into the league, but I feel like he is the best center in the league, but that's another discussion. But the MVP thing, I I wouldn't really back him up on it, but I wouldn't really have a pick for you, to be honest. I wouldn't really say I have a definite pick. It's too early. Okay. I mean, but I okay, I do want to touch on the fact that there are two, two big men for the awards in Jokic and Joel. So that's kind of we could just put the MVP a little bit to the side. If you want to go about who is the best center inside the league with those two being on there, that could strike up because you know they kind of parallel with each other. I mean, Lodge, what's your thoughts about that? About the best center in the league and both two of the two of the top centers in the league are inside the MVP race. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, for one, coming from these two players specifically, uh, I'm not necessarily surprised because these they're they're both caliber players to where they can they, they can do anything for their team and kind of kind of work themselves into being an MVP candidate. And I'm not surprised at all. Um, now, the only thing I had a problem with was the constant reports of him and Joel, Joel Embiid leading leading the, uh, the rankings for MVP race in the early, mm-hmm. early in the season. I understand why, but at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're at like 18, 20 games in. And I, honestly, like I just said a minute ago, I feel like people like KD and LeBron James – Considering the the, uh, the impact and AD is not making at the moment, they should be higher up on the list over uh, Embiid and Jokic, um, and Doncic as well should be uh, in the, in that in that conversation. So it was more so not not doubting their their MVP caliber, but more or less kind of like I feel like I don't want to say overrating, but kind of like they're kind of undershadowing the other the other three players I just named. Okay, that that's fair. I mean, Chris, I, I want to swing wait, it on. Wait, excuse me, you said. You said Anthony Davis should be higher. But I know. I said considering his his impact that he isn't making, LeBron should be higher in the list of, of, of uh, the MVP ranking. Is what oh, I right. said. My bad. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Moving along uh, to Chris. I mean, just what's your thoughts about two, two, two of the best big men into the league? You know, arguably, uh, Jokic is the best big man. Arguably, you know, some people feel otherwise. I mean, what's your thoughts about those two being inside the MVP and the MVP race? I mean. I mean, like you said, Jokic is the best big man, and Embiid is definitely number two. I mean, it's a good. I mean, it's good that they're inside the MVP race, and you can see why. But kind of like what Mar and what um, kind of like what Mar said, uh, 
Kevin Durant should be higher than them. I mean, Luca should be higher than them. LeBron should be higher than them. I mean, it's, it's good that they're up there, but, I mean, there are people more worthy of being in the number one spot than both Embiid or Jokic. But, I mean, it's, fun. it's cool that they're up there. Like, I'm a Jokic fan. I'm glad he's the leading the league. He's the MVP right now, quote-unquote. But, I mean, if we were really saying MVP, I think it would have to be, like, Brock, Katie, one of them players. I don't think they're giving him enough credit. Oh, sound, that's definitely sound. I mean, um, Kyrie, just, just, just what's your take on that? You, you agree with that or you feel like uh, Joel and uh, Jokic, those two being inside the race? So as far as, like, the MVP, MVP race is going, I wasn't mad uh, when last week the reports were coming out that Joel was leading the race. Um, I wasn't mad because, one, he, he, was playing at the, he was playing at the level worthy of it. He's averaging, like, 26 and 12. But at the same time, he's been the most – he's been one of the most valuable players to his team who's which are the Philadelphia 76ers and they're number one in the East right now. They've been number one in the East pretty much the entire season. So when you look at that and you look at the fact that the Sixers have playing so been playing so much better and we're we've been raving about it all season, like I said before. And Joel and is a big part of that. He he expanded his game a little bit more. He's playing a little bit more within himself. So as far as him being like leading the MVP uh conversation at some point or another, I wasn't mad at that or I'm not mad at that. But I do agree with uh Chris and Lodge, as far as Jokic being the best big man in the league, um, he's just super versatile and he's up there too. Like if, if, if it's, it's a toss up, if whoever's there, number one, I can't be mad at either one. But I feel like Jokic just does a little bit more um, on the floor as far as his passing, um, as far as the, the system they run with, uh, with with Jamal Murray. I think everything's just much more smoother, and it makes him like a, a better player, and might make him the more valuable player uh, come to, come towards the end of the season. The Nuggets pick it up. Mm, so okay, so so you're basically so you think Jokic is the best center in the league, Joel's is a close second. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, uh so so does anyone else feel like that's the case? Jokic number one, Joel's number two? Is that is that fine with everyone else? Never. <laughs> when when Joel leads his team to to the Easter conference, then we could talk about that for real for oh, come on. Depending on what he does to like for the rest of the season. Can I plead my case first, please? <laughs> Wait, Mark, please. Your case. I want to. I want to state my case. Okay, so like I previously said, I was never impressed with Joel Embiid's rebounding, which is like, I mean, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Nikola Jokic's uh, oh, rebounding. Hey, I was like, what? I wasn't. I'm not gonna like. If he was last season, he averaged he averaged twenty and nine. I mean, and Chris told me if you want to quote unquote say you're the best center in the league, I need to see at least thirty and fifteen. I mean, Joel's not doing that either, but it's like after one season, I see Jokic rebound better. I just don't want to put him over Joel and B over one season because I don't really, I don't just want to go off one season. Like just like he's he's improved his rebounding. He has a good case because he's always been a good passer, but that's just an extra that's just an extra ex. Uh, I'm sorry, an extra attribute for a center. That's like Russell Westbrook's um, rebounding ability or Rajon Rondo's rebounding ability is just an extra attribute that your player has. Because being all around doesn't automatically make you uh, better than somebody, in my opinion. So, and it doesn't always work in this case, but that's just how I feel about it. So, I I see what you're saying, Mar, but I feel like in this case, case, the fact that Jokic is all around – it does make him a better player because you see how much how he's able to elevate the games of everybody else around him. I mean, we've seen the emergence of Jeremy Grant, Jamal Murray. We've seen Paul Millsap have a resurgence. Michael Porter Jr. is coming up. 
And you could credit that to the Denver Nuggets, uh, like the way they develop their players. But Jokic is a big part of that also. And we've seen it last year. He brought his team back from – he helped bring his team back down from two, three, one deficits and made it to the conference finals against the Lakers. And I feel like if they just had a little bit more experience, they would have get the Lakers a run for their money. So I think I, I think Jokic is more – because he's more successful and he's shown to be more successful with his team and able to lead his team, I think that's what puts him uh, higher than Joel Embiid. You saying Joel can't lead a team? We haven't seen it yet. I mean, he's doing well, not it right the way. Now. Not the no, 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 no. Not the way he can. No, no, bro. You can't. You can't. Because we were just we were just talking la- last year. It was the, the, the discussion was still whether it was Ben or the Joel's team. Nobody knew. He was averaging like thirty and thirteen in the playoffs without his co-star. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, Kyrie. I want to reference back Come to when. There was a there was a debate between Ben Simmons and Joel who was leading the team. Yes, there was a debate, but, but I think on, I think Bro, put it this way. Put it this way. Put it this way. No, nah, no, nah, Colin, hold on, hold on. Put it this way. So imagine if 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 Jokic had his co-star missing, as in Murray, let's say, you right. can't tell me right now that Jokic wouldn't be able to lift his team and get people around him to to win instead of scoring thirty and thirteen and just saying, oh well, I did what I had to do and win. And he's kind no, of doing it right now because Jamal's having an argument. Jokic does never, never does he? Jokic never does that. That's why he's better because he doesn't need to score thirty and thirteen and win a game. Jokic does it, does everything and but wins the game. But if you say, he does, but that was in the playoffs. You can't say if it happens right now. It was in the playoffs. He was playing the same team over and over again, so they already have a strategy on how to stop it. So it's easier for them to control it in the uh, in the playoffs during the uh, rather than the regular season. So you can't really just throw that assumption or throw that equation out there from it in the postseason compared to the regular season. It can't work. We haven't seen Joel Embiid lead a team yet. He looks like he's Ever. all over the way he to didn't do it against year. the Celtics when they lost. He, he, he folded when, 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 when he played the Celtics. They, they, they got fold? Bro, he folded? Aaron Baines the business down there. Don't cut. He folded? Aaron Baines was giving him the business down there, bro. They was killing them on the rebounds. The entire series and the Celtics weren't even a really bro, bro. team like that. Bro, they had Horford. Bro, they had Horford out there. Looking like he was like an all star, bro. What do Horford got to do with it? You said in B. Oh, you said in B for the night talking about Horford. That's because why I said that's the point. Aaron Baines, Aaron Baines, and Al Horford, bro. No. What? Nicholas Yoko just playing up against Anthony Davis. And there's always a complaint. His stomach hurts. He's not feeling good. He's not healthy. Then don't play. That bro, there's none at all. He's done it time and time again. This is what I keep telling people. He's great, his talent is amazing. But the man's mindset on winning the game of basketball is not always there. He picks and chooses when he wants to. That's when the regular season, and he's having fun. It's not fun in the playoffs, and he can't do it. He says not so fun until he does that, and then until he does that, then he'll be in that conversation. Jokic has been doing it, and he keeps getting better every year. People around him get better every year. Wait, so seems like Jimmy Butler and JJ Reddick. Come on now. Wait, wait, yeah. so my wait, so my so what what you trying to say that different so okay, so what puts Jokic over Joel is Jokic find other ways to impact the game as Joel doesn't, but I, I find that kind of hard. So you saying Joel doesn't find other ways to impact the game? We're not only saying that, Colin. We're saying that Jokic also elevates the, the productive the uh, the productivity of his teammates. 
he, you just you can see it when he's out the game, the Nuggets can, can look lost at times. And even on defense, they're all, all, all the way there. They're giving up second chance points and stuff. But when he comes bit back in, everything is clicking again. Everybody's comfortable. That 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 separates the the, the stars, the superstars from the all stars or from the up and coming stars. They're able to take their team and lead them. And we and I'm, all I was saying was we haven't seen Joel Embiid do it yet. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm not doubting that he can't do it because he's showing it this year. But I, I'm just saying he hasn't done it yet. And they've been so in the, you, they've been in the league for the same amount of time. And Jokic was a, was a second round pick in that in I believe in that draft. Yeah, he was a second round pick. Okay, I see. I see where you're coming from. I mean, Mar. I mean, so 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 you understand where they're coming from per se, or you feel like that's not necessarily the case. I mean, I do feel like I, I I hear them and I feel what they're saying, but you can say all you want about not leading the team. Like I said, his co-star was hurt. I mean, we're not going to blame it on injuries, but he did what he had to do and they still lost. But I'm not going to go out there and say if, if Jokic didn't have Murray, it would be the same. But I'm just saying you can take that into a factor. That's 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 my point. That's my point on it. What about their uh, what they're saying? Okay, that sounds fair. That sounds fair. I mean, listen, I mean, overall, I mean, it, it, it's a tough one, man. You, I mean, Joel and, and Jokic, they're both centers that you would love, to, you you would kill to have. So, you know, it just comes down to basically preference. And, of course, uh, from everyone's analysis. I mean, Chris, I mean, actually, I didn't get your input. Uh, so, your team Jokic, right? So, your team Jokic? Yeah, that's my boy. All right, that's your boy. All right, that's his boy. So, with that being said. I mean, like I said, I think uh, it's going to be a tough MVP race, even though I think we all feel like LeBron should at least be in the leading discussion, you know, of course, because he's always he should be a leading discussion every year, but he doesn't get it. So but uh, like I said, it's going to be a tough MVP race. It's still early in the game, but we're, we're looking forward to that. We'll definitely hop back on the topic later on the season. But that concludes episode 29 of the Restricted Zone podcast. I want to give a big thanks to my fellow co-hosts. Thanks a lot, everyone. Uh, I want to thanks a lot for everyone that was tuning in and listening to us, uh, to young upstarts like us. Uh, just just give us your time, and we will we'll make sure that it's enjoyable. You can follow us on Instagram, at RestrictedZonePod. You can follow us on Instagram individually. That will be underneath inside the description. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and and also multiple streaming sites. We will have a pop in the future, uh, and that will come. So thanks a lot for everyone listening to us, to the, the Restricted Zone, and everyone be safe.